Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. doing today. Thank you so much for listening. I love making this podcast and I'm so glad that you're listening. So thanks for being here. So I have been so emotional today and I'm going to talk about kind of one of those things that brought me to so much emotion today. And then the other thing that was on my mind was something else that happened to do with my physical health too of of my actual physical body. And we talk a lot about mental health on this show, but today I have been really noticing how, of course, our physical health is extremely intertwined with our emotional and mental health and has an effect on how much depression we're experiencing and all that kind of stuff. So today I'm talking about a couple aspects of my physical health, um, two things that happened to me recently and how they've affected me emotionally and um, you know life is just a process isn't it and we have our ups and we we have our downs and it just keeps moving forward nothing stays the same everything's always changing there's always something around the corner but today I am grateful that I get to be here recording the podcast that I feel inspired to record the podcast because the last two weeks I had COVID-19 and that was the first time that I had gotten it since the pandemic started, at least that I know of. A couple of weeks ago, I started getting fevers and chills and that had happened to me once or twice in the last couple of years and it ended up not being COVID those times. So I was like, eh, you know, it could be COVID, could not. Um, so I, I ended up testing myself and yeah, it was COVID. And so those first few days I, you know, laid down and did the normal, I'm sick, so I'm taking a break, sleeping more, watching TV. And, you know, then my son got COVID. I didn't even try to not give it to him. It was like, I'm a single parent. What am I going to do? Like isolate, make him wear a mask and not hug him for a couple? I don't know. It just didn't seem reasonable to to not spread it or to try to not spread it since we're hearing how how communicable this disease is right now even more so than than before and how easy it is to spread. So anyway, so my son did end up getting it too. His symptoms were extremely mild. He had like a fever one day and then he was basically over it. But mine ended up lasting a lot longer than I would have guessed. So I'm in my 40s, early 40s, and I think I have pretty good health. I exercise and eat pretty well. And, um, you know, I think I have pretty good health. I don't get sick that often and stuff. I've been really lucky. 
Um, so I just always kind of assumed if I got COVID that it would be pretty easy. Like my sister had gotten it and she's really healthy and she had like zero symptoms and some of my other friends that are in, you know, my age and healthy people had gotten it and it was pretty easy for them. And so I just assumed that it would be pretty easy for me. And physically, you know, it wasn't that bad. I was really achy and stuff and the fever and all that and tired. And, um, but then there were some really long lasting lingering effects that I was really surprised by. So I'm sure that some of you who have also had COVID are not going to be surprised by this. And I had heard it a little bit in the news that COVID had been linked to some depression. But after a few days of being isolated at home and being sick, um, I started noticing that I just didn't have the desire to do anything. Like on a normal day, my brain is active. I'm always looking towards creating things, changing things. What am I going to do differently today? Like I'm always inspired and my mind is active. I journal a lot and I can easily journal three pages and have something to say. I remember this guy I dated a couple years ago. I told him that I journal all the time and I do these morning pages and he was like flabbergasted that I could journal three pages a day on a regular, you know, and I had been doing that for years. And he was just like, like, what do you write? Like, he's like, I have, I don't have that much to say. I don't even know what I would write if, if I had to sit down and journal that much, I don't have that much to say. And um, back then, I just thought that kind of said something about him. And I ended up breaking up with him. One of the reasons was because I felt like I was more ambitious than he was. And Um, It just didn't seem like a good fit, you know. But so as this came about in COVID where my mind just went blank, I experienced just like not having a lot of thoughts, not having any inspiration, not having any inclination whatsoever to do my morning pages. Like I literally had nothing like extra going on in my brain. And this was maybe five days into having COVID and where my physical symptoms I thought were pretty much gone. And I started noticing that and noticing how all I wanted to do was lay around watching TV and playing a match three game on my phone. And I was like, that was all I could do. I really, I mean, besides like kind of take care of my son, I wasn't completely neglecting him, but he was happy to watch TV with me. But I didn't want to go on a walk. I didn't want to call a friend. I did not want to do anything. And that is so not like me. And after a couple days of that, it, it started to kind of scare me. Like, what is this? And then a while later, I kind of remembered that people had said COVID kind of gave a brain fog. And I didn't really think of it as brain fog. But then I'm like, you know, it really feels like depression. Like, I have had some of this in the past where I remember what it was like where I had zero desire to do anything or talk to anyone. I just wanted to lay around in my bed and do nothing. And that's so scary nowadays for me, or it's scary then, but it's like when you're in the middle of it, 
you don't even have enough energy to be scared about it. It's just, I don't know, like I can really relate to people that feel that all the time. Like I don't think my depression had ever gotten that bad before. It had gotten close a few times, but the amount I felt with COVID was at a new level and it helped it I now I'm looking back at it saying to myself like wow I actually have an extremely active mind that I should be completely grateful for like that I get to have all these ideas and I get to want to create things and I'm in a space normally to want to help other people and think of how I can change the world in positive ways or make a positive impact on something. Those types of thoughts when I was in that depressive state, those were not coming into my brain. I mean, a couple friends called me and left messages and I didn't call them back. Like that is not like me. Um, And I felt really awful after a, a, a week later and when I finally connected with them again. Um, And luckily, you know, they forgave me because I'm normally not like that. But I have heard, you know, those are symptoms of people having depression. Someone was just telling me the other day that she was dating someone who who does that world. He'll he'll just kind of go away for a couple days if he's in a depressive mode and not call or text. And, you know, and he feels bad about that, but he can't really do anything about it. And I had seen a show, I think it's called Modern Love. It's on Amazon Prime. I would totally recommend that show if you haven't watched it. It's cute. Um, And it all shows kind of unconventional love stories or love stories that are not always to romantic partners. It's like love stories between different types of people that are friendships and stuff like that. Um, So one of those, though, is really great with Anne Hathaway and really depressing and sad, but she shows what it's like to be bipolar. And um, it, it made me think of that because that's where I was, like at the low end of it through having COVID. And so I'm feeling grateful today that I get to be myself and have these gifts of of the talents that my creator or God gave me and I wanted to share that with you. And then the other thing today that was going on is I got my first mammogram and so I'm over 40 now as I said and I think if anyone under 40 has is listening to this yeah, you are in for not a treat when you go into that. And my mom had told me something about it that, you know, they basically shove your boob in between two plates of glass. And yeah, it's pretty much what happens. But I mean, they squeeze hard. They It hurts. It's not fun. And so I know all the women listening who have done this multiple times, you know, it's it's really not a treat. And um I think we need a lot of self-care after those appointments or during those days when we're being intruded upon in our bodies in that way. Um, I had had some pain in one of my breasts and for like a year and finally I, well, last summer I did actually try to get an appointment to get it taken care of, but at that time 
I was changing healthcare because I had just gotten a full-time job and before the other one ran out, I wasn't able to make the appointment and yada, yada, you know, like it didn't happen last summer. And then I was like, eh, it's probably okay. Like they always say breast cancer doesn't hurt. So like usually pain is not a sign of having cancer. Um, but you know, after a year of having that, I'm like, yeah, I should probably go check it out. And so, you know, it was actually hard for me to show up for that appointment because sometimes I can be, um, I just don't believe all the time what they tell me in Western medicine. And I like to do holistic types of approaches to medicine when I can. And I just don't trust my doctors that much. Um, from what the healthcare I have. I mean, it's nothing against them, but the system is just so broken. And, you know, they don't take enough time with patients. And I know that a lot of people are well-meaning, but just the system doesn't lend itself to really being a soft place to land when you're going through something. And well, at least that's how I felt about it. So I really wasn't looking forward to having a mammogram. And I was even like, do I really need one? You know, and eventually um, I decided to do it and give into it as part of my self-care. I'm just going to do this. They say, you know, early detection, I should do it. And um, even though I heard some other people that I know saying that I shouldn't because of the radiation and it might even be worse to have that, but I don't even think that's, I don't know if that's true or not, you know, like, and it's hard to research that kind of stuff because it's a lot of um, undocumented type stuff that maybe science has not completely checked out. So anyway, went to have it, did it. Luckily, everything was negative. Luckily, everything was negative. I'm going to just stop there for a minute and say, I am really grateful. And I wasn't really worried about it that much. um, Thank goodness. But the whole experience of going in there and having to get your boob shoved into, you know, two plates of glass in different ways and having some person manhandle your body parts is just weird. And um, (laughs) it's kind of traumatic I have to say like it it's just not fun and I left there being grateful that nothing was wrong with my physical health and they don't know why I have pain and sometimes people just do and you know they don't know but then I started crying on the way out because I just feel like being a single woman who isn't as connected to her mom or sister in the way that I would want to be. I feel like I don't have a person to talk to about this kind of stuff, even though I do. I called a friend and we ended up talking about it and it was wonderful. But there was a part of me that felt like I should have someone else to talk to about it that was closer to me or something like that. But you know, that's, I don't know, I need to unpack those feelings in a different place. But I think today my point is that I am grateful for my physical health. COVID really showed me just how grateful I should be on a day-to-day basis about my health and the fact that normally my mental health is pretty great in the fact that 
I can take care of myself now that I've learned how to with self-care. I can take care of my son for the most part really well. I can call people around me and take care of my friends if they need help. I mean, I'm able to reach out and give. And that is what I want to use this life for, is to give back and to show up for the people that I love in positive ways. And I also just have to accept the fact that my life might not look like the way I thought it was going to look when I was a kid, that I would grow up, get married, have a kid, and my extended family would just be completely perfect and we'd not have any big problems except for, you know, someone saying a bad political joke when once in a while at Thanksgiving dinner, you know, or, and, you know, my life has been very different than that. And there's a lot of ruptures between relationships. And now I've filled in a lot of those gaps with friends instead of blood relatives. I guess I need to get to a place maybe that I'm accepting that those are good enough that those are great and maybe I need to be more grateful for them. Um, I don't know. So take what you can out of that today. Um, If your health is great, I hope you can appreciate something about your body today. I'm focused on that. And if you're not feeling too great, then I hope this gave you a little bit of acknowledgement of how it's not our fault. That's things happen to us in our body and in our brain that we can't control and it makes us act in different ways. I think that I have a lot more empathy now for someone going through some kind of brain fog of some sort, maybe COVID related or maybe not. That That's one of the reasons why we don't always make great decisions in life and that's We're not all perfect, and we all need each other and need help. Well, have a good week, survivors. I hope to see you back next week. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness, because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.